Welcome to episode 29 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I'm going to be telling you a personal story. This is all about the one time I told my boss what I wanted and it completely changed my life. You're going to want to listen up into this one. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. Before we get started, I'm going to do a quick shameless plug of my new book, Get Noticed and Promoted, The Playbook. This is a step-by-step guide for women in STEM who want to get noticed and promoted in their workplaces. Now, I'm doing this plug only because I know it's going to be super helpful to any of you out there who want to get to the next level in their careers, but are just not sure how to approach it. I think the most common fear is, you know, like saying the wrong thing to your boss or, you know, falling flat on your face when you come to negotiating what it is that you want in terms of your career progression. So this is a really easy framework for you to follow. It's got scripts, it's got templates, it's got a spreadsheet template that you can use to track your performance, and this really tells you the philosophy behind how to prove your worth, how to increase your value in the workplace, and get that promotion, and get it because you really deserve it, not just because you know some random negotiation tips and tricks. So that's the only way you can really build your confidence in the workplace if you get promoted because you know you're worth it. So grab this book. The link is in the show notes and let me know if you've read it. Shoot me a message now on Twitter. My handle is at underscore Tiffany Dawson underscore. And please let me know if you have have had a read of it and which part of it was most helpful to you. Right, I'm going to be sharing a personal story today because it's got a very important message behind it. And the crux of it is that you should tell people what your goals are. I know that for many of us, myself included, we feel freaked out about telling people what our goals are just in case they don't happen. And it could be super embarrassing if we've failed to make it happen or if, you know, you say you're going to do something and you don't actually do it, then you feel like a fraud or you feel like, you know, you haven't really been true to your word. So I totally get it that people keep their goals to themselves and that 
can work, but you're actually making a lot harder for yourself to achieve it if no one else knows about it. Think about it. If your friend tells you, oh, I'm looking for, I don't know, a new pair of black boots. You know, I went shopping the other day, couldn't find any. I'm on the lookout for a pair of black boots that has a specific feature. Chances are if you are out and about in the shops or if you see something online and you see a pair of boots that matches that description, you'll message your friends straight away and be like, hey, I just found these. Are these suitable for you? So then you've got an extra person out in the world looking out for your goals. This is also true not just for (laughs) clothes and stuff, although it's very useful for that purpose. It's also very useful for any of your career goals. Career goals can be notoriously hard to reach if you don't know how to do it, if you don't know what steps you need to take. So having, you know, even just one more person on your side to help make that happen is amazing. So I'll be telling you about my own story of how this happened to me and how it actually changed the course of my life. This started in my first year as a mechanical engineer. I worked at an engineering consultancy in Melbourne, Australia, and I had a really great mentor at the time, and I still am in touch with her. Uh, she lives in Ireland now. I live in the UK, but we both knew each other from Melbourne. So we're kind of a bit international, I guess. <laughs> anyway, basically, I joined this company as a graduate because I knew they had a London office. When I did all my graduate interviews, I got offered two different jobs and I ended up accepting this job mainly because, well, there were other reasons as well, but mainly because I knew they had a London office and it had always been in my mind that at some point in my career, I would go and work in London for a few years or in the UK for a few years. So that was always in the back of my mind. So when I was presenting these two jobs, I chose this one. I felt like working in the UK was probably something I needed to work up towards. So I wasn't going to bring it up with my boss or anything just yet. I was going to work for a few years. Then I don't know. I didn't really have a plan, but I thought I'd just see what opportunities might come up and hopefully something would come my way and I'd be able to move to the London office. It ended up happening a lot quicker than I had expected. I think that I started at the company in either January or February of 2012. And I landed, I started my role in London on April 1st, 2013. So just over a year, it took me to kind of manifest that lifelong dream of going to London to work there. So this is what happened. I 
had this great mentor and, you know, as I got to know her, I kind of opened up to her and said, hey, you know, one of my big goals is to move to the London office one day. And she was like, that's amazing. Um, You know, you should definitely tell your boss about it. And I was like, oh, I, I mean, I'm only three months into my graduate role. I don't feel like I have the right to be demanding a move across the world (laughs) to work in their London office yet. Like I don't even have much value to provide to that office because I've literally just come out of university and I don't know what I'm doing. But she kept encouraging me over time saying, you know, you should tell him um, it won't hurt and who knows what might come up. So being as stubborn as I was back then, (laughs) I resisted this for ages, for months. The other reason I resisted doing this was because I felt like I would let my boss and my team down. This was my first job, so I felt so loyal to this team. I felt like They had spent the time training me up and I would feel like I was just deserting them. It was like I kind of would love them and leave them, you know, let them train me up from nothing into something remotely useful and then I'd leave them. So there was this guilt attached to asking for what I wanted as well because it felt so personal. It felt like I knew these people. I... I spent so much time with these people, more time with them than any of my friends. (laughs) You know, when you work in an office, you literally spend so much time with the people you work with. So I felt this loyalty and this guilt for even asking to leave. Time went on and my desire to move to the UK was still there, stronger than ever. And I talked to my mentor about it again. And I was probably, you know, eight or nine months into my role at this stage. And she was like, look, Tiff, I know I've told you a couple of times, but I really encourage you to speak to your boss, speak to your manager about this. Just see what happens. It doesn't mean that you're deserting them. It just means that you're laying out what your goals are, and who knows, something magical might happen. So she was like so good at giving pep talks. (laughs) So after our lunch, I walked back into the office and because I was still kind of freaked out about telling my boss, I thought I'd test the waters. (laughs) I, I wimped out and just sent him an email. So I think the email went something like, hey, I wondered if we could have a quick 15-minute catch-up. Are you free anytime next week? There's something I'd like to talk to you about. In hindsight, I know now after being a manager that when you see the words, I'd like to talk to you about something, it's almost never good. <laughs> it, it almost always means that something has gone wrong or, you know, your employee is unhappy or they're going to leave or something bad is going to happen. So maybe my choice of words weren't that great. But anyway, I didn't know what I was doing. I was a fresh grad. So that's what I did. I emailed my boss those words. To my horror, like 30 seconds after I hit send, He just walked right up to my desk and he said, Tiff, 
do you have time now? Let's chat. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. I haven't prepared what I was going to say. You know, I had this whole plan of writing out some dot points of how to defend my position and how, you know, all the stuff that I was going to say and I was going to practice it. But he just caught me completely off guard. He said, Tiff, let's go. There's a meeting room free there. Whatever it is, let's talk it out. So (laughs) we sat down and I said, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I feel really nervous about talking to you about this. I feel completely not ready. And he said, don't worry. He was a really great manager. You know, he just said, don't worry, whatever's on your mind, just let me know and let's sort it out. So I said, look, there's nothing to sort out. I just wanted to tell you that I would like to one day move to the London office. I've been talking to my mentor about this and he, she mentioned it would be a good idea to let you know of what my career goals are in the future. You know, there's nothing's gone wrong. I'm not leaving you or anything, but I wanted to let you know. And he said, oh, okay, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Uh, What I'll do is I'll add it to your uh, notes. So each employee had performance review notes and, you know, goals that they were working towards. He said, don't worry, I will um, add this to your notes so that in future, this is always on record that we've had this conversation. And, you know, if anything comes up, uh, we can let you know. And that was a huge weight off my shoulders. You know, I'd waited eight or nine months to have that conversation. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't do it earlier in hindsight, but well, I do. I I was nervous because of all those reasons, right? Anyway, I kind of let that go. I told my boss what I wanted and I was like, okay, this is probably not something that's going to happen in the next, you know, couple of years or so. So I'm just going to let this be, continue on with my life. One week later, my boss pulled me up. (laughs) He came up to my desk again and said, hey, Tiff, do you have 15 minutes? I'm like, yep, totally. He pulled me out into a meeting room and said, you'll never guess what. There is a guy in the London office. He's originally from Melbourne. He wants to move back to Melbourne and we need to swap. We need to send another person from our office over there. And I was like, okay. I I was just in disbelief at this moment. And he said, Tiff, do you want to be that person? He's coming back early next year. So you need to get there then. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so bizarre. I literally just told you what I wanted. And now weirdly, this opening has come up for me to move across the world and achieve this dream of mine that I've had for years and years. It's just so crazy. And I, of course, said, yes, I want to be that person. What What's that guy's role? Like, what role would I be going into? And he said, oh, okay, so this guy, he is a mechanical engineer. He's got like three or four years experience and you'll be doing his job. <laughs> 
and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. I'm a fresh grad. By the time I move over, I'll have one year's experience and you're expecting me to fill the role of someone with three to four years experience. That is crazy. But I said yes anyway, because my desire to make this dream come true was bigger than my fear. So I said yes. And, you know, a week later, uh, my office manager was creating contracts and I was talking to the people in the London office. It just happened so, so quickly. So the moral of this story is if you have a goal, if you have a dream and you've been keeping it to yourself, I highly encourage you to, as soon as you finish up with this podcast episode, tell someone about your goals, especially the people who have some sort of sphere of influence in that space of making that goal or your dream come true. I want to quickly address that initial fear that I had that I would be letting the team down. So I mentioned before that I felt a level of guilt that these people had trained me up from having almost no knowledge whatsoever into being able to do something useful in the workplace and I was just leaving them. This didn't go that smoothly if I'm completely honest. I had, there were two people who were particularly awful to me in the workplace. And you'd think a graduate, you know, the person who's the youngest in the office, I was literally the youngest person in the whole office, wouldn't like, you wouldn't be awful to them. You wouldn't be mean to them. But these two people were, so one was a senior director, like he was on the board. Oh, was he on the board? Anyway, he was a director. He said he pulled me aside one day when he found out that I was moving and he told me how disappointed he was that we had wasted all this time and energy training you up and you know he, he was just really really terrible about it he made me feel so guilty like I didn't have enough guilt before but he made me feel really terrible about it. So that was person number one. Person number two, she definitely had some level of queen bee syndrome. If you don't know what that is, look it up. But it's basically when a more senior woman doesn't help a more junior woman progress because she's trying to fight for her own position. There are reasons people act like this and it's not always because they're just a terrible person. So I won't go into it in this episode, but maybe if you're interested, let me know and I can record a future episode all about Queen Bee Syndrome. She had kind of been a bit snarky to me the whole time I was in the office anyway, but I didn't really care. Like everyone knew she was a bit weird, <laughs> um, but she was pretty awful to me as well. She wasn't mean to me to my face but she started up a couple of rumors about me in meetings and all this kind of stuff so I'm going to be completely honest with you sometimes when your dreams come true people are mean to you about it 
for all sorts of different reasons. I wonder whether it's because they wished that they could have done this themselves or maybe they had a bad experience with moving overseas one time or that, I don't know, they just whatever they they didn't want me to succeed in my dream for whatever reason it was it doesn't matter why but these people were mean to me i also had other colleagues most people who were really pleased for me so they'd come up to me and say this sounds like such an incredible opportunity i've been to london or i've worked in london before it's so much fun you're going to learn so much over there and they'd give me all this advice about you know which areas to live and uh, which restaurants to go and visit and all this stuff so it kind of came with both sides My advice to you is this, if your dream comes true and there's a couple of people who are being mean about it or awful to you about it, just don't worry. It's not worth your time worrying about those people. I just completely ignored those two people, even though one was a director and was really important in the company. I had to learn to just shut whatever he was saying out to me and focus on the positive because the fact was I was moving to London. I was making my lifelong dream come true and I'm not going to let this one naysayer bring me down. Like people come and go in business all the time. You know, I don't know how many other people in those six months leading up to me leaving Melbourne also left the office to join other companies or join other offices and he didn't pick on them. So there was just something personal that, I don't know, something about my situation triggered him and he felt the need to tell me that, I was being a bad person for leaving. But that's more of a projection of what he was feeling, not my actions. I didn't do anything wrong, so I really had to remind myself of that. Plus, I had a really exciting move to look forward to. Now that you've heard my story, I'm going to ask you a question. What is a dream that you have for your future? It could be a dream that you feel is never going to happen. It could be a dream that you feel isn't going to happen in the near future, so you probably shouldn't think about it at the minute. Or it could be something just like super crazy that you feel like only lucky people had this happen to them. (laughs) What is that dream? Just allow yourself to think about that for a moment. I know that sometimes we try to protect ourselves by not thinking too big because we don't want to feel disappointed when it doesn't happen. But just for a moment, allow yourself to have your mind wonder, what is that big dream that you wish would happen to you? Okay, now that you've got that in your mind, I now want to ask you another question. Who have you told about this dream? Have you told anyone? If you haven't, who can you tell? It doesn't necessarily matter if that person has influence in that space or not. Obviously, if you know someone who has some sort of influence in potentially making that dream happen, that is definitely the person you should tell. 
but for a lot of us, we might not have someone in that space. So tell someone else. It doesn't really matter because the more people you tell about your goal, the more eyes and ears there are out in the world keeping a lookout, keeping a listen out for opportunities that might be helpful to you. When it's just your own eyes and ears out in the world, then you're only limiting yourself to your own experiences. So if something doesn't come your way, then you'll never know about it. But if you even just tell one person, then you're doubling the chance of an opportunity coming to you, right? So tell at least one person about your crazy dream. You can even say to them, hey, I think this is really crazy, but I listened to this podcast. I've got this dream. I don't feel like it will ever happen, but this podcast, like, you know, this crazy woman on this podcast said to tell you about my dream. So I'm going to tell you, you're my chosen person. You might choose to tell three or four people. So that's my challenge to you today. Allow yourself to dream, then tell someone about it. Because I'm nosy, (laughs) I want to know what your dreams are. So please come and let me know if you are game enough to tell more people about your dream. I encourage you to screenshot this podcast episode on your phone. Tag me on Instagram stories. My um, handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore. Tag me there. And tell me, what is your dream? What's your crazy dream that I have encouraged you to think about and tell someone about today? I'd love to know. Now, if you have found today's episode helpful, I'd really appreciate a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And make sure to subscribe to How To Be A Steminist so you don't miss out on any episodes released every Wednesday. Until next week, take care.